When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to Live Free Creative, the podcast that provides inspiration and ideas for living a creative, adventurous, and intentional lifestyle. I'm your host, Miranda Anderson, and I hope that each time you listen, you feel a little bit more free to live your life exactly the way you want to live it. Hello there, friends. I'm so excited to be back with you. This is episode three of Live Free Creative. I am Miranda Anderson, and I have been thinking about this episode for a couple weeks and very excited to chat with you right now about friendships and specifically how to make friends as an adult. I get this question a lot because we've moved quite a bit, actually a ton. (laughs) We've moved a lot over the last 12 years of marriage and Everywhere I go, I have made really, really amazing friends, and I feel so grateful for those friendships that have stayed with me and that I continue to experience and enjoy, and I have some theories about making friends, particularly as an adult when you get out of your schooling and the university and when you're just kind of in the real world, you have kids, you get married, or you have a job, and you don't have as much regular social interaction like you did when you were in school. So I want to jump into seven tips for making friends as an adult. But first, let's talk about life lately. When you listen to this episode, school will have started for our kids and probably everyone all over. But as of right now, we just finished a month-long road trip, starting in Richmond, headed through the center of the country, spent a couple days in Denver, a week in Salt Lake City. We went down to southern Utah for a couple days, spent an afternoon at Lake Powell. We spent two and a half days in Phoenix, and then a week in Austin, and then drove home through New Orleans and Atlanta and Charlotte and back to Richmond. And it was a whirlwind and it was wonderful. All three kids and the dog and Dave and I in the minivan. We would stay in hotels along the way or with friends and family. And I did a summer workshop series. And so I taught indigo dyeing workshops in Salt Lake, Phoenix, Austin. And I actually have two more coming up before the end of the summer. One is this weekend in DC. And then I have one the following weekend in Richmond, which will be the last one of this series. And then I'll move on to some regular workshops happening locally in Richmond. 
But wow, what a fun summer, a fun way to spend our summer cruising around. I love a road trip. I love visiting people who we love all across the country. And that road trip is part of what spawned this idea of sharing a podcast about making friends. We actually currently are in Dallas. We went home for a few days after the road trip and then Dave and I came out to Dallas to spend a couple days with EasyGo, the golf car company, at a social media event. It has been so fun. Today we spent the afternoon riding these awesome golf cars through a vineyard outside of Dallas, and we've had some great food, and we've met some really wonderful people, and it has been a fantastic time. For now, I will just tell you that life lately has been quite fun insane and I will be thrilled in a couple weeks when school starts again and I can get on some sort of regular schedule. Can we quickly talk about how incredible the tracks of music that I'm using are? (laughs) All of this incredible music comes from the Pleasant Pictures Music Club which is an online subscription site where you can go and join, become a member, and have access to really fantastic royalty-free music. Finding great music for things like podcasts or videos or Instagram stories or marketing, things that you want to use online across your platforms that is not already owned by someone can be really tricky. And I have loved this huge library that Pleasant Pictures Music Club offers. There's also a smaller library that you can join for, it's only like $250 for the year of music, and that gives you 52 tracks. So enough for one project per week, but I mean, gosh, 52, like I can't even imagine going through that much music. And these are not the silly things that you can find around the web online. These are really legitimately incredible pieces of custom music that are created for the club itself by the creators. And I have been just absolutely blown away by the quality of the music in Pleasant Pictures Music Club. So if you enjoy the tunes that I'm using for my segments in the beginning and the end of the show, check out Pleasant Pictures Music Club. Thank you so much for all the fantastic tunes. Let's talk about making friends. How friendships are kind of like outdoor plants. When you plant a new bush or tree, it needs some time for the roots to establish. So for the first Some plants, it takes the first season. Some plants, the first two or three seasons even. It needs to be fairly attended to. Watered regularly, fertilized regularly. Those roots need time to stretch out of the little ball that they've been contained in, in the plastic container that you get them in at the nursery, to unwind themselves, to reach out into the soil, to get down deep where they can actually nourish the plant without such attention, where they can start seeking the moisture and the nutrients they need from the soil itself. And it doesn't have to be added manually consistently by you, the gardener. 
an established native plant, an established local well-suited plant will then grow and thrive even if you kind of ignore it. It will just do fantastic with the rain and the sunshine and the bees and it doesn't need to be attended to so regularly. However, if in that first year of planting your new rose bush, you forget to water it, or you think, I'm going to water it once every six weeks during the middle of summer when the heat is beating down on it, guess what? It's going to (laughs) die. It's not going to survive because the roots have not had a chance to establish themselves firmly enough to sustain the plant without regular attention. I like to think about friendships the same way. I'm sure most of you have, hopefully all of you have a a friend or two or five that you can think of that are your really, really good friends, people you would refer to as some of your best friends from your life, friends from high school or from college or from work or from wherever, whatever scenario that are your really, really good friends that you barely ever talk to or that you (laughs) keep up with like sort of peripherally on social media. But when you get in the same room with them or you see them meet up for a lunch date when you're visiting your hometown, you are instantly connected in the way that you were when you left or when you were spending so much time together when that friendship was established. A lot of us, I think as adults, rely on our old settled in, comfortable friendships, the ones that are already established that don't need a lot of regular nourishment, we rely on those as being our our friends, our good friends. We think of our old friends as our good friends and sometimes we forget to make new friends, friends that are where we are, friends that exist in the city or the state or the community or the work environment that we are in. And especially with social media, it's so easy to feel connected to people who are not actually in our lives on a regular basis, who are on our phones, (laughs) all those friends who live in your phone. And those connections can only take your emotional support so far. And so I think that it's really important to have real present friendships in our lives, even if they're not old established friendships. I think that new friendships are also so important. I think there's a balance of having both. And especially for someone like me that has moved often in my adult life, I have left established friendships, these beautiful plants all over the country, and I still need friends in my new city. I still need friends in my new neighborhood. And so I have used these friendship-making skills throughout my life, and especially over the last 12 years since Dave and I got married and have been trying out different areas of the country to live in and moving all over. So right when we moved to Richmond, like within two or three months of moving to Richmond, I went to an event and I was talking about how I had just uh, been to the park with a friend. So I I was meeting new friends at this conference 
And they were asking about, you know, how I was liking Richmond. And I mentioned that one of the things I had really liked was that I had gone to the park with a friend, with my kids. And these women who I was just meeting said, how do you already have a friend if you just moved here a couple months ago? And I already had a friend to go to the park with because I had met a person who I had followed up with, gotten her contact information and followed up with. And I had planned a park date and I had invited her to come to the park with me and I had shown up and gone. Those are some examples, and I'm going to go into these in detail in a second, but of proactively creating friendships and nourishing new friends at any stage in your life. And maybe you think, I don't need new friends. I've got plenty of friends. You're really lucky if you feel like you're all set in the friend department. However, if you ever come to a point in your life that you might need to make some new friends, these things can help you. And I also think that they can be really really helpful to just maintain really positive friends that you already have to improve your friendship relationships or to think about friends in a different way. So let's jump in to these seven tips for making or sustaining friendships as an adult. So my first one is to give or deliver treats. (laughs) And this, maybe this sounds silly to you. Absolutely, when you're moving to a new place, this is something that I employ regularly. And it doesn't have to be like homemade cookies because maybe that'll freak your neighbors out. They don't know your kitchen or they don't know <laughs> they don't know you and you don't know them. You don't know you might not know if they have allergies or anything, but I find some safe sort of deliveries to be seasonal produce, like if there's some fun apples from the farmer's market during the, the fall or peaches in peach season, um, something that's kind of universally accepted is good. When we very first moved to Austin, we were in this little tiny rental. We knew we weren't going to stay there very long, and we had met a girl at church, and a couple days later, we came home from grocery shopping or something, and there was a plate of donuts on our front porch from a local donut shop and there was a little note on it that said happy national donut day we're so happy that you moved in so this token this delivery made me instantly feel open accepted and welcomed by this friend and I thought what a fun way to just invite friendship And I hadn't known that it was National Donut Day. I don't know that I was paying attention to all of those fun holidays. I think we all know now with Instagram when there's one of those rolling around. But if you do as simple a delivery as that, and you don't even have to hand deliver. I mean, you can put it on the porch and leave. Like this, I think this friend had probably rang the doorbell and and we weren't home. And so she just left it. It breaks the ice. It creates this sort of open door for the possibility of friendship to happen. And it makes people feel seen and cared for. I think that those are two really important components to friendship that you feel seen or the other person feels seen and feels acknowledged or cared for. That goes a million miles in creating opportunity for a new friend. So we like to do this when we move into a new neighborhood, look for an opportunity to deliver something. In our neighborhood in Richmond, we moved in August. And so um, in September or October, we went apple picking at a local orchard and we 
had some people that we had met at the bus stop and so we packed up some fresh apples into bags and just delivered them to these bus stop people and opened the door for some friendships to occur and I just think it's a really simple really easy way to open the door for friendship number two is to remember names or to ask and ask again Often, we meet people for the first time, we get their names, we say them once or twice, and then the next time we see the person, we've forgotten their name, and we feel insecure about asking again because we feel like we should know it after meeting this person, and so then we don't, and then it contributes to the awkwardness even more. So it just builds this whole, I don't really know that person's name, awkward feeling. Raise your hand if you know what I'm talking about. There's no need to feel awkward asking a name again. If you're great with names and someone can tell you their name one time and you've got it for life, that's awesome. And what a gift. I am not that way. I have taken uh, notes on my phone, like in our new house in Richmond. I, as I met the neighbors, I just had a note open in my phone and I put like Blue House, Sarah and Chris, Red House, like I just was writing down their names so that I could refer to them. If I saw them outside, then I would try to remember. And if I didn't, I would just say, hey, remind me your names. And it's going to take me a minute to get it, but I'm so excited to meet you. I'm so happy to know you. And I think that more than pretending that we know someone's name, acknowledging that we want to know their name enough that we're willing to ask again can be really helpful. So just know that when you're very first meeting someone, it's okay to not know their name after one meeting or two meetings. I think it's better to continue to ask until you get it than it is to pretend that you know it or avoid the person because you don't remember their name. So that's number two, kind of a simple one. Number three, offer to help. When you notice people around you, you may start to notice their needs. So this offering to help requires that you're paying attention to people. I think automatically when you start paying attention to the people around you, you are creating this openness in your life for making friends. And when you notice a need that someone has that you feel like you can help with, I think offering help is a really great way to begin a friendship. One of our neighbors across the street in Richmond, when we moved in, was very pregnant. And after a couple weeks, we noticed that she had had the baby and her parents were in town. And one day we happened to be in the front yard at the same time. And she had this tiny, you know, five or six day old baby. She was putting her in the car to go to a doctor's appointment. And I offered to bring dinner so she didn't have to think about it. It's such a simple thing for me to just make double of whatever I was making one of those nights and run it across the street. I think she was a little surprised. We didn't know each other well. I had just barely moved in and she had been busy and just had this baby and we haven't become best friends. It's only still been a couple months, but noticing a need and offering to help then has helped me feel more connected to her and I'm sure helped her feel more connected to me. In whatever situation you're in with whatever people are around you, if you start noticing people, you will start noticing needs 
and you will become more aware of how you could offer help. The worst someone can say is no, that they don't want you to bring dinner. And then maybe you don't want to be friends with that person. (laughs) I'm just kidding. The worst that someone can say is no. And that's okay. And you don't take their rejection personally. If you offer to help and someone doesn't accept help, that can be really tricky for people to accept help. But I think being able to offer help and let people know that you are aware of them, again, that they're seen and that you're seeing their needs can really help open a door into friendship. My tip number four may seem counterintuitive, but this is actually one of my favorite ways to make friends. Tip number four is to ask for help. Some people have a really hard time with this, and maybe one of the reasons that I have made such good friends in my life is because I do not have a problem asking for help. I ask for people to help me all the time with many things. What I think that this does, in addition to having me actually be helped with things that I need, like having someone watch one of my kids once in a while, or asking to borrow a friend's beautiful covered patio for a photo shoot because I don't have a covered patio and it started to rain on the day I was doing the photos. Of course, it's really wonderful to receive the help that I'm asking for because I don't ask for things that I don't need. I'm actually genuinely asking people to help me with things that I need help with. But I think it also helps because inviting people to help me builds a relationship with trust Asking for help puts me automatically in a vulnerable position and allows people to see me as not having everything put together or not needing them at all. It puts me in a position of needing people and then they feel needed. We also love the people that we serve. And so when I ask someone to help me and give them an opportunity to serve me, That increases their ability to be connected to me. Another thing I love about asking for help as a tool for building relationships and friendships is that I love returning the favor. And when I have reached out and asked for help first, then when that person needs help, I'm going to be someone who comes to mind because they have already helped me. It opens the door, especially for someone who may not normally ask for help or has a harder time reaching out to other people. If I first reach out and ask them to help me, it's far more likely that when they need help, that they'll reach out to me because I already owe them a favor and they know that I am willing to reach out and ask for help, that I'm also willing to help. Of course, you need to be willing to return the favor when you're asking for help. I am always so thrilled when someone who has helped me in some way, big or small, asks me to help them. Of course I will help you. I'm so thrilled for an opportunity to help you. Allowing people to help us and even asking for their help specifically is a really interesting and sort of different, very effective tool for building relationships. I'm curious to hear what you think about that one. I have found that to be really instrumental in my life. My tip number five is to show up. When you're invited to something social, go. Not to every single thing. I'm not going to tell you to like fill your social calendar and disregard all other aspects of your life, but make an effort to show up for other people. Attend the events, go to the showers, go to the birthday party, 
meet your friends for dinner, meet new friends for dinner, attend the play group, maybe even get on one of those websites where people do like meetups. If you're in a new place and you don't know how to make friends, show up to a meetup. Show up to where the people are who are also looking for friends. Go to the park with your kids. Do the things that you want to do with your friends and the people who are alongside you when you're doing those things are the people who can become your friends. So show up and make an effort. Number six is to plan things. And this one, again, may be tricky for people who don't naturally like to plan things. Maybe you think that's your worst nightmare to plan something. I'm not saying that you have to throw a Pinterest-worthy girls' night out party. I think that you can plan things around your hobbies, around your work, around your kids. Plan things around the things that you want to do anyway. Maybe your favorite thing is taking a picnic down to the river. Now, I'm talking it as myself because that is one of my favorite things. Maybe your favorite thing is to take a picnic down to the river. That's something that you would like to do. You're doing it sometimes anyway by yourself. Plan a picnic down by the river and invite someone to come with you. Maybe you love going to the local community theater to the play. You don't have to go by yourself. Plan on going so you have something to invite people to. So that's going to roll into my number seven. First, we're going to talk about planning things. Plan stuff. Do stuff. Get out of your house once in a while because it's a lot easier to make friends when you're not at home. It is so easy with our busy lives to get caught up in our own little world of the things that we need to do and the places we need to be and the projects that we're working on and the household duties and all of the things that are just so right around us, it can be easy to not make time for creating and sustaining these new friendships. If you are listening to this episode and you're thinking that it would be really nice to have some new friends or you would like to have some good adult friends, you're going to need to plan some things. You're going to need to make an effort. You're going to need to get out because your friends aren't going to New people aren't probably going to knock on your door and say, hey, would you like to be my friend? These connections normally happen when we are out doing things. It doesn't have to be big things again. It can be little things, regular things, going to the park. I met a friend at Home Depot the other day in the line for the customer service. And we both had pavers on our carts. And so we started talking about our, our paver projects that we were concurrently working on. She was working in her yard. I was working in mine. And we wanted to see pictures of each other's project. And so we got each other's phone numbers. And a week later, we texted each other. She actually reached out to me and asked me for a picture of the paver patio. How did it turn out? And then she returned it, sent me a picture of hers, and we chatted a little further. And she ended up coming over to help me put up some wallpaper. And we have a standing date happening in a couple weeks for me to go help her with a DIY project at her house. We were doing the thing we normally do by ourselves, which was shopping at Home Depot for DIY projects, and happened to notice each other, meet each other, get each other's contact information, and then plan a thing. The thing, the first thing we planned was a wallpapering date, which was so fun. But sometimes you just have to plan a thing. So that's number six. Let's talk about number seven. Invite. Invite people to the things that you plan. Invite people to your house. Invite people to dinner. 
Maybe you're making mac and cheese out of the box for dinner and pouring some canned peaches in a bowl next to it. Guess what? People do not care about the details. People want to be invited. We all love to be invited. When you're trying to build new relationships, remember we are not an established plant yet. In this stage, we are needing water. We are needing fertilizer. We are needing conscientious care of this relationship. We can't assume that we meet someone one time and then we don't talk for five months and then that person becomes like one of those old friends that we fall back into the friendship when we talk again because we haven't established that friendship yet. So when these are tips for making new friends, we have to invite We have to invite people to our backyard barbecue, to have a s'mores night, invite people to the movies. Maybe you don't want to DIY anything and you don't want to cook and you don't want to hang out with your kids, with your friends. Maybe you need to invite someone to Starbucks to just sit and chat in the comfy chairs for a little while. One thing that Dave and I do is a regular date night and one way that we have started to make friends as a couple is to invite people to join us on a double date. We're getting a sitter anyway. We're going out to that dinner and the movie anyway. But we invite someone to come along to open the doors to creating those friendships in our adult lives. I have to say this again. Everyone wants to be invited and no one really cares about the details. We get so caught up in the details of what it is that we're presenting for the people that we invite that sometimes we get so overwhelmed before we even reach out and make the invitation that we talk ourselves out of it. I've had people actually say to me that they would be embarrassed to invite my family to dinner because they know that I like to cook and they would be serving something that they don't think that I would like, like ordering pizza. Guess what, friends? I love pizza and I don't care. You could give me a Lunchable and I would be thrilled to come join your family for dinner because I want to be invited. It does not matter what you put on the table. It doesn't matter if you have a tablecloth or if you sit on the floor and use paper plates, and if you eat mac and cheese out of the box, we get so caught up in the details that we forget the point. The purpose is the invitation. The purpose is having someone know that we have seen them, that we acknowledge them, and that we want them to be part of our life. An invitation to dinner, to the park, to a movie, to Starbucks, an invitation for someone to spend time with us, is an invitation for friendship, an invitation for them to become a part of our life. Every single one of those amazing friends that you can think of as like those friends that you are your like ride or dies, that you can sit down after not seeing them for four years and have one of the best conversations that you can remember. Those friendships began with these same principles. You just don't remember it because it was in junior high. You don't remember how that person invited you to her house after school. You don't remember how that person asked for your help to study for the science exam. You don't remember how many times that person asked you for your name when you passed in the hallway at university before you remembered each other's names and then became these friends that you now are. I think that part of the reason it's tricky to make friends as adults is that we forget what it took for those friendships that we are already a part of to become the way that they are. These seven tips, I'm going to read them again so you remember them, and they'll be in the show notes, of course, so you feel free to 
go to livefreecreative.co backslash podcast and you will find the show notes for this episode with all of these things listed. These are the principles that all of our really good friendships were founded on back in the day when they happened. Number one, give or deliver goodies. I'm not going to downplay the importance of a well-timed doorstep treat. Number two, remember names or ask again and again and again until you do. Do not let not knowing someone's name be the reason that they don't become one of your best friends. Number three, offer to help. Notice people and notice their needs. Number four, ask for help. Reach out to the people around you and ask them to help you so that in turn, they will ask you to help them. Number five, show up. When you're invited, make an effort. Number six, plan things. Plan things that you are going to love. Don't plan things that you hate. Don't plan a Super Bowl party if you could care less about sports. Plan things around the things you already love, the things you want to be doing. And then number seven, invite, invite, invite. Invite people into your life, into your home, into your world because people love to be invited. I think using a combination of these seven tips, these seven ideas for making good friends or furthering friendship relationships can take our new baby plant friendships stretch their roots out, unwind them, sink them deep into the earth, the conversations get deeper and our interests become more aligned and our ability to be open and vulnerable with each other increases until that friendship has become one of those established wonderful friendships where we can rely on each other and we know that each other is there. And that's a beautiful thing. I tell Dave sometimes, I love him so much and I'm so happy that he's a part of my life. He's my best friend and he's the number one that I turn to when I have questions or when I have problems or things that I want to work out. And I need girlfriends. (laughs) I still need girlfriends. And I am so happy that I have been able to find great friends everywhere and I believe that there are great people everywhere and I believe that there are wonderful friends for you right where you are that if you are looking or hoping for new friends maybe in a new place maybe in a new job maybe in a new neighborhood or maybe you've been kind of in a rut and you feel like you could just use some new positive influences in your life I think that you can find them. I know that they're there for you and I know that those relationships can really, really enrich your life and make it even more joyful and even more wonderful than it is right now. Thank you so much for being here on episode three of Live Free Creative. I hope that you're enjoying the podcast. I sure am enjoying creating it for you. You know, the best way to support a creator or a podcast host is by sharing the love. Can you think of someone right now who would enjoy this podcast as well? Would you do me a favor and reach out to them and send it via email or message or DM or Instagram or talk to someone in person, your new friend that you just met at the park or that you just invited over for dinner? Invite them to give it a listen. 
Make sure that you don't miss any episodes by subscribing. Wherever you listen to your podcast, you can subscribe so that you're getting an update when I load a new show each week. And also, I would love for you to head over to iTunes and leave a review. That helps other people find the show, and it also gives them an idea of what to expect when they get here. So I appreciate you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in and listening. I hope you're learning something that helps you feel more free to live the life that you want to live. That's my goal with this podcast, and I will be here next week to share some more fun stuff. See you later. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.